Welcome to the Overflow Unplugged podcast. Our goal is to have helpful conversations around the real questions that college students and young adults are asking. Every episode, we intend to encourage you, challenge you, and equip you to thrive as you learn to navigate life and become who God made you to be. Our hope is that today's conversation helps you to take another step in your walk with God. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Overflow Unplugged podcast. I'm your host, Zach Camby, and today I'm here with my fellow college ministry staff, Maddie Gosley. hey yo, And Clay Everett. Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Yeah? So good. You know, one thing I have been doing, yesterday I was so serious about trying to be hydrated all day, mm. and I still didn't do a, a perfect job, but I feel like I woke up so much better today because mm. I was hydrated. Drink your water, everybody. Drink Come your on. water. Okay, I did also look it up. You are supposed to drink somewhere between like half your body weight or your full body weight in ounces of water. I'm doing the math here. I'm yeah. not sure. Okay, I'll use myself for example. So if I'm like around 190 pounds, then I should be drinking 190 ounces of water in a day. I have my water bottle right here. Yep. And this thing, if I was to drink this thing six times, that would be how much water I should drink in a day. That's I'm a like, lot of water. Mm, I'm normally averaging like two, maybe. Mm-hmm. But so, you're, all, you're always carrying it with you, so it looks like you're <laughs> drinking it all the time. <laughs> it's true. what makes me feel better, you know? It's like I have the option to drink water. You guys give me a hard time that I don't drink enough water. Yeah. It's true. But hey. I'm working on it. Listen, what if, what if that was like one of the biggest cures is just drinking enough water? The, just the amount of water you should be drinking. We're already off to a really good start. I'm just saying, I woke up feeling better today, so good. I think... You're hydrated. 10 out of 10 would recommend. 10 out of 10. To drink more <laughs> water. <laughs> okay, so we are in February, which is crazy. How are yep. we already in February of 2021? Time flies. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know... February at Overflow, we know what that means. Palentines. Palentines is one of our favorite traditions mm-hmm. at Overflow every year. Uh, it's a day that we take at Overflow to really focus on celebrating your friends. Yep. Because we think that friendships are such a huge part of who you're becoming mm-hmm. and learning to walk with God. Yes. And so a whole day... Mm-hmm. set aside to getting to like celebrate and honor and even just like reassess and reevaluate your friendships is yeah. so helpful. And we also just make it fun. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, like we have Valentine's day cards, cards you can write to your pals. We have a photo booth. We do lots of fun stuff, even in COVID we still make it fun. Um, but last night we also started a new series at overflow that I'm really excited about mm-hmm. and it's called true friends. And TRUE is an acronym Mm -hmm. that we created. And the idea was we wanted to help college students, young adults, to really process their friendships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest, uh, one of the most common conversations I have with students, young adults, post-grads, is either how to make better friends Mm -hmm. or friendship drama, (laughs) Mm -hmm. friendship problems. And so 
I feel like this series is really timely, especially in this COVID season where yeah. things are starting to get back to normal. In the, in the middle of lockdown, people really were able to see, okay, maybe my friendships weren't as good as I thought they were. And now they're reassessing a lot of things. Yeah, sure. Now that we're able to start being around more of our friends in a little bit better of a, a capacity, a more consistent capacity, I think a lot of things have just been revealed, mm-hmm. you know, about our friendships. And so it's kind of a cool time. It's, it's maybe a way for us to say, now that we're able to see some of our friends more regularly again, how can I be more intentional with those relationships? So yeah. in some ways, mm-hmm. I hope that people listening to this are encouraged Like Mm -hmm. maybe right now is just a a natural, fresh start for some of your friendships. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good. So, Clay, I'd love if you could help us unpack why we decided to go with the idea of true friends. Yeah, because we were just thinking through kind of the state of friendships and the reality that we all want friends. Mm-hmm. Like we all want, we all want good friends. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us realize that we actually don't have the friends we want. Yeah. And for some people, it's just because they set such a high bar that like nobody could ever meet their expectations. Yeah. And you know, when we do that, we make friendship impossible yeah. because we expect our friends to be perfect. And, and there aren't going to be perfect friends. Right. But we can have true friends. Yeah. And so I think this, this acronym, this idea of true, it really is a, it's a vision. Mm-hmm. It's giving people a better vision for what um, friendship and what true friendship can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we said um, last night, yeah, that true friendship, that a, a true friend is someone who is truthful. Yeah. Uh, a true friend is someone who is willing to be truthful with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. So if you're following along, the T in mm-hmm. true stands for truthful yeah and it's interesting the thing we kind of went back and forth my initial inclination for the letter t was trust Mm -hmm. and we kind of talked through that because obviously you want friends that you can trust Mm -hmm. but we landed on the word truthful because a lot of times we do trust our friends but we trust our friends to not tell us the things that we don't want to hear right Mm -hmm. you know right like you can have trust in a negative way, sure. um, but truthful implies that like, no, um, a, a truthful friend is going to say what needs to be said mm-hmm. um, and they're not going to shy away from the important things. And I think that's something that we experience a lot. Maybe the root of a lot of the friendship drama that we talk with our students and young adults about is actually truth that wasn't told a long time ago. And you're mm. still kind of reeling from that today mm-hmm. of like, what is, you know, well, how do I bring this up today when I've been thinking this for the past three years yeah. Yeah. and I've never said anything, mm-hmm. you know, so the, there's a big difference between just wanting our friends to be trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things we talked about, right, was that actually, if you are consistently truthful in a relationship, that's how trust is built mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Like trust yeah. is built from consistent truth telling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can trust a friend when they're willing to be truthful with you. Yeah. And we all know the opposite is when someone's not truthful with you, mm-hmm. uh, you just lose all trust. Yeah. 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 I think I struggled with this one as we were talking through it because um, I think a lot of times I kind of joked that the truth could be a bomb, yeah. like B-O-M-B, yeah. instead of a balm, which yeah. is meant for healing. Yeah. And a lot of times people use the truth um, to hurt other people yeah. intentionally. And we use the verse 
out of Ephesians that says you got to speak the truth in love. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite authors, Bruxy Cavey, says if you have to justify that you're speaking the truth in love, you're probably not speaking it in love. Mm. Um, because love holds someone at the highest esteem. Mm. And so when you speak to someone, um, if you have their best interest in mind, um, he says, if you hold them in the highest esteem, um, asking yourself, am I wrapped up in love for this person in all of their infinite worth mm. and genuinely wishing for their good, then you can speak the truth. Wow. Um, but I think it's, that's what a friend is. is yeah. It's like they're going to hold you to that esteem and then be able to tell you what you need to hear. And they're not going to beat around the bush or lie to you about it mm-hmm. or, or hold things back from you. That's mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Our, our tagline for truthful was a true friend is truthful for the sake of trust. Right. And we had a proverb that, that went along with it. We kind of used the Proverbs, which is a book of wisdom mm-hmm. to help us kind of as guidelines in what it means to be a friend. And yeah. it's interesting how much the book of Proverbs talks about friends. Mm-hmm. But I thought this one was really powerful and kind of just what you were talking about, Maddie. It's Proverbs 27, five through six. It says, an open rebuke is better than hidden love. Mm. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Yeah, And that's kind of an interesting <laughs> concept, right? Yeah. Because you're like, yeah. uh, my enemies are never kissing me, (laughs) you know, but like the thing is, is, um, the idea is like, actually someone who is like an enemy to you is the person who's telling you what you want to hear, Mm -hmm. not what you need to hear. It's just flattery. Yes. It's just flattery. Mm -hmm. And, but like a real friend, uh, a true friend will tell you something that you need to hear Mm -hmm. because it's something that you need to hear, you know? And if it's not going to come from you, Mm -hmm. then it, it might not come from anyone. And that's the idea. It's like, man, if everyone's thinking something in a room, but no one's saying it, the true friend is going to be the one who says it. Right. Mm-hmm. But not not to destroy. Right. Not to be a bomb, <laughs> mm-hmm. not as a weapon against you, but something that's meant for your good. Right. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't want um, a friend to wound me. Mm. Like I, I don't, I don't want a friend to tell me something I need to hear, but I don't want to hear. Yeah. But I've experienced that where a, a true friend has told me the truth, and it was hard, and it maybe it stung a little bit. Yeah. But man, that friendship went so much deeper after that. Yeah. Right. Because then I, I knew I could trust everything else they said. If they could right. tell me that hard thing, yeah. then I could trust smaller things they told me to be mm-hmm. true. I could trust the good things they were telling me that right. it wasn't flattery. Yeah. Exactly. And um, it's just so cool to see like the fruit in a friendship when you're willing to be truthful. Yeah. And I've experienced that in my own life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. Yeah. Man, I know I need it. For mm-hmm. sure. It's depth. Yes. You know, yeah. depth is literally beyond the surface. Yeah. Yeah. And and so if you can only talk about things that are on the surface, then you're yeah. never going to have depth. Yeah. And so I actually talk to so many students who think of conflict or hard conversations mm-hmm. as a sign of your relationship is bad. Mm. Right. It's like, no, right. no, yeah. actually that's a sign that your relationship is progressing, yeah. that it's moving further, yeah. that it's mm-hmm. like stretching beyond the surface mm-hmm. is that you're, you're building a depth. You're, you're talking about things that are no longer comfortable all the time. Mm-hmm. You're moving to uncomfortable places. And, and that's where like a true friendship is is born. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to look back 10 years from now and say, oh, this person was a true friend to me. We only talked about football. Yeah. Yeah. We only talked about how our weekend was. Mm-hmm. We only talked about how mm-hmm. school's going. Yeah. It's like, no, this person was a true friend to me because 
they carried some of my heavy burdens with me. Yeah. Like we talked about hard things. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we learned so much together, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that yeah. they put me in my place when I need to be put in my place mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. You know? Um, and we made it through to the other side. Yeah. It's like, that's a true friend. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Moving from surface. Yeah. Going yeah. deeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a really helpful design of how true came together is that right after T being truthful, mm. we got to choose the second letter R to be restorative. And I think these two really balance each other mm-hmm. out well. The, the bottom line that we came up with restorative is a true friend is restorative for the sake of right relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maddie, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I love this word restorative um, because I think it just it implies that it's not always going to be easy. Yeah. It implies that there, there is going to be tension um, because when you restore something, you're not restoring something that's good. You're restoring something yeah. that could be broken. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And so the word restorative just sticks out to me in this idea that you should always be moving towards restoration. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, and we talked last night, Clay really landed on this idea that Jesus is our true friend, and we'll circle back to that. But in Psalm 23, it talks about the Lord being our shepherd and that he is the one who restores our souls. And so if that's the model that we have of who Jesus is to us, then that's how we should be with each other, always seeking to reconcile and Mm -hmm. restore. And then this idea of right relationship isn't necessarily just to each other, um, but it's to all things, right relationship to God, right relationship to work. In Galatians, it talks about if you live in the spirit, then we should always be seeking to restore Mm. gently. Yeah. And so the truth, that's what the truth does. The truth always seeks to restore. And so it's kind of cool that it follows right after that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And our verse for this, uh, our verse for restorative was Proverbs 17, 9. It says, love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. Mm. I just think that's so interesting that this proverb was written about friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This proverb was probably written because so many friendships are separated over dwelling on a fault, unforgiven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I think sometimes, like Clay was talking about, like, we all wish we had a perfect friend. Mm-hmm. You know, we wish we had a friend where they were never going to do wrong to us. They were never going to harm us. They were never going to say something that they shouldn't have said. But like the reality is, is that if you have a friend, mm-hmm. they are going to hurt you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not to be scary. It's just a reality and vice versa. I yeah. mean, if you are a friend to someone, you've hurt them. Mm-hmm. You've said something you shouldn't have said. Hello, let's just go back to middle school. If you've been in middle school, you said something you shouldn't have said to a friend. Yeah. <laughs> True. You had someone say something to you that they shouldn't have said to you. Yeah. So like, it's, I, I love that this proverb also helps you to anticipate saying like, yeah. man, a, a friend is going to say something that is harmful. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they thought they were bringing the truth, but they weren't bringing it in love. Maybe they just said something that wasn't, you know, even truthful, you know, like, but the thing is, is like, if you, if you're just waiting for something like that to happen to determine the course of your relationship, that's no good, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you look to say, Hey, when there is something that comes up, this is an opportunity for us to like learn and grow. Yeah. 
you're going to come out on the other side, like we were talking about, like you're going to actually build up a strong friendship Mm -hmm. from going through difficult things together. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn things along the way that are going to make you a better friend. And that's going to really improve the quality of your friendships because you're always looking to come out on the other side better. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I love this proverb because I think the, the opposite of restorative is dwelling on a fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, and that's, that, that happens so often when we get hurt, we dwell on the fault over the friend. And restorative might sound a little scary to some of you. Like, yeah. I, I've got to fix someone. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. You just have to want restoration. Right. You know, yeah. so it's like, I'm going to focus on you over the fault. I'm going to focus on our friendship over the fault. I'm going to focus on you becoming who God's made you to be over the fault. And it's, to me, it's restorative is this idea of just being for you. I'm just, I'm for you. Um, and just because you hurt me or just because things are off doesn't mean I'm pulling away. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, I want to be a part of that process of restoration. And I know it's gonna be hard. And to have truthful conversations between the two of us to seek restoration in our friendship, that's yeah. going to be hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm for you. Yeah. At whatever cost that is. For sure. Yeah, and I think I think this one is is really challenging for me <laughs> because I'm really I'm really quick to acknowledge the truth in a situation. And I am the friend that is much more willing to have the hard conversation even though I don't enjoy it. And that's the thing. It's like when you're that friend, it's not that you just enjoy having the hard conversation. It's just, I know it's hard for me to know the truth and not share it Mm -hmm. and to not say, Hey, this needs to be said because I feel like I can't be fully myself. If I see something that I'm like, Hey, you're doing this and it's hurting you. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's hard for me to, to just pretend like that doesn't happen. Um, so it's, it's easier for me to be compelled to be truthful. Mm-hmm. It's harder for me to be, the word that you use from Galatians is, is gentle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard to come back and to be gentle mm-hmm. uh, with the truth and to even just like follow up. And after a hard conversation where you were truthful, to really make sure that you are looking to like fully restore, that you yeah. weren't looking to just like get something off your chest, mm-hmm. that you weren't yeah. saying something for the sake of, it needing to be said, but also that you are doing it in love and that you are really seeking to make the relationship right, you know? Um, And for me, that looks like a lot of like follow-up work and it's easier for me to be like one and done. Like, hey, we we had the conversation that needed to be had, now we can just move on. Mm -hmm. But no, most of the time there does need to be this this follow-up. Yeah. Um, And showing that you care, you know? Um, if, if If I challenge someone on something, I can come back and I can ask the right questions to let them know that I wasn't just trying to correct them. I was trying to help them, you know? Yeah. As a a female perspective, I love a grudge Mm. and I don't know why I love a grudge, but I do. Um, it, it, and it's what, what happens is you can look around a room and you can tell you, you can see all the faults that have ever been done to you. Um, and, it's almost like, well, you just don't understand me. You don't get me if that's how you treated me. Yeah. So you're out. And I quickly go to that. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is like what this is saying is no, you fight for a relationship. You are for someone. Yeah, and yeah. so it's almost like a perspective that you had to, you have to take off those, gla- that gla- those glasses of um, 
holding a grudge yeah. and put on a different perspective of I'm going to seek to restore. Yeah. Mm. Um, and if you have that in front of you, it doesn't mean you don't have boundaries. Like it doesn't mean that you just let someone keep doing something to you that's mm-hmm. harmful. Yeah. I just want to be clear on that because I think sometimes we can say that. Yeah. yeah. But it means that you want you want the good you want good for that person. Yeah. Um, you want them you're going to hold them to the highest esteem. Sure. Um, seeing their infinite worth and mm-hmm. that I, I don't know I don't know of a better restorative phrase than seeing someone with infinite worth. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you allow them to keep harming you. Sure. Um, but it, it does say, I'm going to seek restoration in this. Yeah. 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 It's That's hard. Good. I mean, let's just be honest. I think in the moment, holding a grudge feels better than forgiving the friend. Yeah. yeah. It feels good. Um, but over the long haul, I think as a follower of Jesus, forgiveness always feels better. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, even though it's hard mm-hmm. and it's freeing to let yeah. go of, of the grudge. It yeah. is. Yeah. Definitely. Because you realize how toxic yes. it's been. For yeah. you mm-hmm. and yeah. for them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think the other important thing to say about restorative is that restorative is also not just pretending like nothing happened. Right. And I feel like that's maybe easier for guys to do. To be like, oh, hey, man, I'm sorry about this. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. And you just never address it again. And saying, hey, don't worry about it. Or like, oh, it's no big deal or whatever. Actually doesn't mean it's gone away. Mm -hmm. Like that's actually where that's maybe where you need to step in with restoration is to say, hey, I know it's uncomfortable. I know we just would rather move past it. But look, I did say something Mm. that I shouldn't have said. Mm. And I need Mm. you to know, like, I really am sorry for that. Like, that came from a place that was, like, not good. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really frustrated about this. Mm -hmm. You know, like, when when you said this, Mm -hmm. it hurt me. And so I came back and I I said this and I said something I shouldn't have said or I did something I shouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. But I just need you to know that, like, that's kind of what was going on with me but that's not okay. And I'm going to look to not do that again. Like mm-hmm. having that conversation is actual restoration and not just this, well, we'll just pretend like nothing happened because you're actually not restoring anything. Then you're just covering right. something up, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you actually got to like restorative has to be about really taking care of a, of a wound, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. when we were thinking about like an image for, for restoration, we just kept thinking of the, the red cross, and it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting, even like the symbol of the Red Cross represents not just the healing of the sick, but like a protection of the sick. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's, that's part of the idea is you, you go in and you address the wound so that it can heal properly, but you also go and protect from being like wounded again. Mm-hmm. There's this idea of like, not only are we going to fix the healing, we're also going to help these circumstances from the same thing happening mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's part of the picture of what we really mean by restorative. Yeah. 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 So the third piece and part of what it looks like to be a true friend, the, mm-hmm. the you of true mm-hmm. is understanding. Mm-hmm. And the kind of tagline we said with this is that a true friend is understanding for the sake of unity. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways I was thinking about this is that understanding is about being on the same page as somebody yeah. by being in the same place. Yeah. Mm. That understanding is knowing someone to where you can come to where they are and meet mm. them where they are. Yeah. I think that's what it means to understand for the sake of unity and a friendship. Mm. Yeah. We chose a really interesting proverb for this one too. It's maybe one of the least intuitive, but just in talking with students last night, I feel like yeah. it was really maybe impactful. the one that stood out the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's Proverbs twenty five twenty. 
It says, singing cheerful songs to a person with a heavy heart is like taking someone's coat in cold weather or pouring vinegar in a wound. Mm. That's some really interesting imagery. Yeah. Um, no one wants to take a coat from someone <laughs> in the cold. Like, right. That's just something we were like, yeah, no, you don't do that. Um, that's what it's like when you walk into a space where there's hurt and where there's mourning or mm. grieving and you bring what we might think is just positivity mm -hmm. of like, you just need to cheer up. Yeah. You just need to pull yourself up by the bootstraps yeah. and fix it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and what this is saying is no, you, you enter in. Yeah. And the Bible also talks about mourning with those who mourn, mm -hmm. celebrating with those who are celebrating. Um, and so it's really like matching the tone. And yeah. um, what you were saying is like, you get to enter into that space and you just get to be. And it doesn't mean you solve problems. It yeah. doesn't mean you have solutions all the time. It's just your presence that yeah. is really impactful. Um, part of my job here at the church is care. I yeah. do a lot of it. And this proverb, if I could sum care up in one proverb, it's mm -hmm. this one. Yeah, um, that's cool. Because you get, to, you get to sit in that with a friend um, for the sake of unity, for the sake of being on the same page. Because mm -hmm. when, you, when you enter into someone else's story, um, you gain understanding. Yeah. Like you, you gain this ability to, um, it doesn't mean you have to be sad because they're sad. It just means you walk in and you, your presence is going to be way more powerful than anything you're going to say. Yeah, for sure. I feel like this paired with truth is so helpful. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when I've being the one who, who feels compelled to go and have the truthful conversation, a lot of times I come with like, Hey, here's what I'm seeing. Here's what's going on a lot of times what comes out of that conversation is understanding. Mm. Like, here's the story beneath what's going on. Yeah. So when I've gone to a friend and I'm like, hey man, what, what's going on? I feel like this is happening. I feel like you've been doing this. Here's how I feel. Can, can you tell me kind of what's going mm -hmm. on? Yeah. What happens is this like, whoa, there's this whole backstory. I didn't even know, you know, like yeah. I wasn't even thinking about because I was just feeling my own yes. hurt. Yeah. or my own frustration or my own bitterness. Yeah. And when I, when I initiated a truthful conversation, what I gained was understanding, which yeah. gives so much perspective, which helps yeah. so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It also just helps you to, to recognize like, man, this is not just about like my hurt. It's like, oh, actually you're hurting. Yeah. And then, you know, the amount of conversations where I came in, like, and as a guy, you don't want to come in and just be like, hey, bro, you hurt my feelings, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then when you realize, like, oh, my gosh, like, you're hurting too. And actually, I feel like what you're going through is mm. worse than what I'm going yeah. through. And it's like, man, mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. I didn't even know, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're meeting each other there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You're unified, yep. you know, not just yeah. in hurt, but, like, man, like, we do, like, we care for each other. Mm -hmm. we're, we're choosing to be friends. Yeah. Um, but we're both experiencing pain, but like we weren't even really carrying that for each other mm -hmm. in the way that we should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, uh, seeking to understand yes. changes everything. Yeah. Yes. Zach, that's so good. Cause there, there are the situations you walk in and you see where a friend is yeah. mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, they're hurting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then there's a lot of times in friendships where you don't know what's going on. No. Right. Somebody's a little bit off yes. or snippy yes. or whatever. And it can just be so easy to, to kind of just see the faults. Yeah. Um, but understanding requires questions. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think the way that you phrase that is so helpful. It's like, hey, this is what I'm seeing, but what's, what's going on? Like, yeah. mm -hmm. and, and then listening. 
right? Mm-hmm. Ask the question and then listen yeah. and let yeah. someone tell you their story. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, that's so helpful, I think, mm-hmm. for yeah. the average everyday friendship. Yeah. Is yeah. to like seek understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even just like for, for most guys, I feel like most guys don't even fully know how they feel <laughs> in the moment. Maybe humans in general, maybe it's specifically 18 to 25, I don't know. It could be anyone. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're a guy. Maybe you're a girl. Whatever. (laughs) Sometimes when those friends have come to have those conversations with me, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how I felt until I started talking about it. And then I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, oh, also I've been a jerk recently. Okay. Well, (laughs) sorry about that. Thanks for helping bring that to my attention. But also thank you for helping me to understand Mm -hmm. how I feel because I didn't fully know. Mm -hmm. You know, so thanks for, for meeting me there, for helping to be aware of how I was before I was aware of how I was, you yeah. know? It's like, that's what a, that's what a true friend helps yeah. you do, you know? Something we say around here at church a lot is we value trust over suspicion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you enter into a conversation of understanding, it's really easy to go in suspicious yeah. that they have no idea what they're doing, um, how they're hurting you, or um, I think there's several ways that we walk into a conversation with, suspicion of another person instead of walking in with trust like I trust that um, they are going they're also looking for the betterment of me they're also looking to restore this Um, can you imagine if like two friends who both have this mindset enter into a conversation of understanding it's going to bring unity Um, especially when you don't walk in to a conversation like that thinking well this just isn't going to go anywhere yeah um and I think that that's so important is that you walk in, okay, I'm going to trust. And, and that's a, that's a process to even trust where God's going to lead you in that friendship. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, I think that's, I often enter a conversation of understanding quote unquote out of suspicion of they're not going to hear me. They're not going to understand me. Mm. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing we talk about a lot with relationships and we always kind of come back to this idea of, of intimate relationships, but not intimate in the way that we typically think of intimate, mm-hmm. intimate as in like, like a real close relationship. Mm-hmm. And like, we think like part of the idea of true friends is we want people to have intimate friendships, like friendships where you really do know each other. Yeah. Um, we think that like good godly friendships are true friendships, which are actually intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and those, we kind of define those as relationships where you can be fully known and fully loved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, without s- fear of rejection. Without fear of rejection. And so, like, the only way that you can do that is as a friend choosing to go into a situation, mm-hmm. seeking to understand yeah. instead of seeking to condemn, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so it is always looking for the best in someone. It's, it's what you were talking about earlier, Maddie. It is seeing the good in other people, seeing mm-hmm. the potential in other people. Mm-hmm. And one way that Eugene Peterson puts it, it's he says that everyone has potential for holiness. Yeah. And I feel like that's what a true friend does. A true friend knows mm-hmm. the potential and the value in their friend. Yeah. So you can hear someone in the midst of their hurt, in the midst mm-hmm. of their pain, in the midst of their anger, in the midst yeah. of their frustration, mm-hmm. in the midst of their hard situation of life. And know that this is not them at their best. And that's okay. Because you can meet them there in that yeah. moment. But also you are going to call them higher. Yeah. Right. You know, exactly. so like you said, there's a time to rejoice and there's mm-hmm. a time to mourn. And so you're going to mm-hmm. meet that friend mourning when they're when they're struggling. But you're not just going to leave them there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can meet a friend right where they're at 
because otherwise you're not going to get to anything deeper because you're going to fear rejection. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if I, if I come to one of you guys and I've had a really hard day and the first thing you say to me is like, well, snap out of it. I'm like, <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Well, I'm not going to share yeah. anything else with yep. you because yeah, you're, you're not helpful. I don't trust that you see the, the potential in me, mm. the, the best in me yeah. to know that like, Hey, I can't be my best all the time, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I'm glad for you to, to be there to call me higher and to call me out, but you also have to see me where I am. Yep. There's a image that I often think about. It's like a timeline, and then it's like this is what an actual person's story is, mm-hmm. and then there's just a little blip that's marked off, and it's like, and this is what you see. Yeah. Um, because you really only, you probably only see the, a tiny piece of their life, mm-hmm. and so there's so much more to the story. And so when you go in seeking understanding, you're going to you're going to recognize places, like w- exactly what you're saying, yeah. um, where it's going to be a chance for you to go deeper yeah. in friendship. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's hard. I mean, yeah. understanding is hard. Yeah, you sometimes have to swallow your own pride Absolutely. to understand someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the last final letter of true friends is enduring, mm-hmm. and this one is uh, a little cheesy of the tagline, or it could sound cheesy. But we said uh, a true friend is enduring for the sake of eternity. Mm. Mm. What do we mean by that, Clay? Man, it's not cheesy at all. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like feeling it now. It, well, we said and we talked about the reality that your your friendship might might not last forever. Like there are friends or true friends that are going to be a really good friend for a season, yeah. and mm-hmm. maybe there's distance or or whatever. So your friendship might not last forever, but your impact can. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. What's amazing is that the impact we have in our friendships often happens in the most difficult of times. Yes. And when you're there for a friend or when a friend is there for you, when times are tough, the impact they make on your life, it, it is eternal. Yeah. It's a, it's a forever impact. For sure. And that's the amazing thing about true friends is we have the opportunity to have impact in each other's lives. Yeah. That's just going to way outlast us or our friendship. Yeah. And but it takes it takes endurance. Yeah. It takes sticking sticking in there, hanging in there yeah. with your friend. Um, the proverb that we use is one that a lot of us know. It's Proverbs seventeen seventeen. And it says, A friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in a time of need. Mm. The reality that like friendships we're, they're made for tough times. Yeah. yeah. You know, tough times aren't that moment to to step away from a friendship. It's yeah. it's time to show up in that friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the impact that you can have in that moment, it's incredible. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. Yeah. I think that is one of the things that we, one of the tensions that we experience with students all the time is you, you kind of feel this urgency to like find your people. Mm-hmm. But I remember in college, my friendships changed a little bit just semester to semester mm-hmm. because sure. of the people that you're in class with yeah. or the people that you're on a similar schedule with, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I'm far enough out of college now to have seen that, like, yes, certain friends, people that I thought I was going to be friends with forever have changed. But like, man, there is there's that doesn't discount the the quality and the value of our friendship in that season. So I I think for those of you listening right now that might like panic uh, about this idea of like some of your close friends right now might not be those close friends forever. Mm -hmm. Like that is okay. Like Mm -hmm. 
God is the giver of every perfect gift. And I think one of those gifts he gives us is friendship. And he gives us um, those friendships that we do truly need in the right time, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so value that, like enjoy that, like hold on to that while you have it and also like learn from it. There, there's mm-hmm. people that were true friends to me in previous seasons of life that I still have taken what I've learned mm-hmm. and I'm applying that to my relationships now, you know? I go back and I talk about what this friend has taught me or what I learned from this person and growing through difficult things together mm-hmm. and when someone was really there for me at a time where I really needed it. And it's like, that's inspired me to do that for other people, you know? So like, that's what we can cling to. And that is what is going to affect the people that are around us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not just our friends, like people will see the way that we like show up for one another from what we've learned along the way, as we've Mm -hmm. been learning what it means to be a true friend to other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. One of my best friends, she lives in Guatemala, actually, and I talk about her a lot because she never minds um, that I rat out all of our friendship issues. (laughs) Um, We lived together in college in the same room, and I'm telling you, the endurance that it takes to, like, live with someone in that close proximity. (laughs) Right. Um, We met in middle school, so she, like, knew me as, like, this awful 12-year-old and 13-year-old, and then living together in college and now being post-grad and her living across overseas, um, like, it took time like it, it's not gonna form overnight and and that's okay so if you're like searching for that um and you realize you don't have it it's that's that's okay and like exactly what zach was saying was that like god brings people in and out of your life intentionally yeah. um and so but but the thing about um my friend is that it's because of the things that we have said to each other that have been mm-hmm. ugly yeah. and awful yeah. um and then seeking to restore it that's what like creates an, an endurance in yeah, a friendship sure. is hitting those rock bottom moments where it's like are we ever going to re- reconcile are yeah. we ever going to restore this yeah. um and it's because of that that now it's like she has access to say things to me that a lot of people don't sure um because she's seen me at my worst yeah. mm-hmm. and um she's seen me at my best yeah. and so i think that endurance piece mm. It, it doesn't come because you have an incredible friendship all day, every day. It mm-hmm. comes because you've, you've, you've been at rock bottom together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think the idea of a friend is always loyal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, that's not like a, if a friend has ever <laughs> hurt you, then you cut them out mm-hmm. and you're done with them. But yeah, so the friend who did something that was wrong, did they show back up? Like, Mm -hmm. did they look to reconcile? Are you looking to reconcile after you made a mistake? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to reconcile after there's been something that's gone down? You know, like uh, that is, that's endurance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like what we're saying is like, man, some of the best friendships, some of the best relationships really have gone through the ringer, you know? Like they've been through some hard stuff, but they've persevered. Mm -hmm. And that's where we learn so much of how God made us and how God designed Mm -hmm. community, what he designed it to look like and how we're called to live. Mm -hmm. Not just as friends, but as human beings, but it gets practiced with our friends first. Mm -hmm. Like our friends are the people that are not our family that we're choosing to love. Yeah. Yeah. And so if we can't do these things with our friends, then how are we ever supposed to do these things to people that we don't feel close to? Right. Mm-hmm. And this is why talking about friendships is so important because yeah. if we can't learn to like practice these things mm-hmm. with friends, yeah. the world's never going to know about Jesus cuz they're not going to see us love anyone. Mm. <laughs> 
yeah. the way that he's called us to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it goes back to the banner that's kind of flying over our semester is in Wilmington as in heaven. Yeah. If these things are practiced, like I can't imagine what it's going to look like. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's really cool, really inspiring. And it's challenging for me. Like all these words, they pierce me in a way that's mm-hmm. like, am I doing this? Yeah. Like, am I self-assessing in all these areas? Yeah. And then really asking God, like, help me, yeah. help me in this, help me to be a good friend. Yeah. So as, as I th- imagine a lot of students were receiving this information last night, they were kind of going through a list of their friends in their yeah. mind, mm-hmm. thinking how their friends stacked up against mm-hmm. that. But I think you bring up such a good point. I think the place we start is how am I doing in yeah. these four yeah. places as a friend? Mm-hmm. Am I truthful? Am I restorative? Mm-hmm. Am I understanding? Am I enduring? Mm-hmm. If we don't start there, we're never going to be able to find that mm-hmm. in other people because we're putting people at a much higher standard than we're putting ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like if we want to see, if we want the kind of quality friendship given back to us, mm-hmm. then we've got to be willing to put it out there. Yeah. And you can't just wait for someone to do it perfectly for you no. to attempt to do it yourself. It's like yeah. you've yeah. got to assess first, hey, am I willing to do this for other people? Mm-hmm. And it's scary. Yeah. I mean, it's scary to think about doing these things and not knowing how people are going to react. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a key word here is becoming. Yeah. Is am I becoming a true friend? Yeah. And becoming anything starts with a decision to become it. Yeah. If you're going to become a doctor, you make a decision. I'm going to be a doctor one day. Yeah. And then you go through the process and yeah. you learn and you grow. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's like that idea of like, let's decide today that we're going to become true friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then are we becoming, are we becoming more truthful? Yeah. Are we becoming more restorative, yeah. more understanding, more enduring. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful that E is the last letter of true and this idea of enduring because yeah. it's almost like a fruit. It's like if you're doing these things, if you're becoming more of these things, then you're going to experience, you're going to actually experience more endurance in your friendships. Like there's going to be this fruit of almost as y'all were talking, I was thinking when, you know, endurance in the short term produces endurance over the long term. Mm -hmm. And so when you endure through hard situations and you, uh, you tell the truth and you seek restoration and you find understanding um, you endure through that hard time, yeah. uh, those are the friendships that are going to last longer. Yeah. And even when your friend moves overseas or you live in the same place and now you live on opposite sides of the country, like me and mm-hmm. one of my good friends, and I don't see him every day, and he's probably not, I would probably wouldn't consider he's in that close friend circle right now. He's forever going to be my friend yeah. Yeah. because of what we've gone through. Yeah. And I think about him all the time and the yeah. impact he's made in my yeah. life. Sure. And so, yeah, am I am I becoming mm-hmm. a true friend? Because yeah. mm-hmm. you're not going to be a, perfect friend tomorrow no Mm -hmm. but you can become a true friend over time Mm -hmm. yeah that's so good Mm -hmm. yeah and I think the the helpful thing I know we could talk a lot more about this but hopefully we will over the next couple weeks to to come back and we will talk about more because we have a lot of questions we did a question box on Instagram (laughs) about the questions or or problems or struggles that people have with friends and we could honestly talk about this every day for the next year and people would still have questions but that's good but I think one of the really helpful things is knowing that we're not a perfect friend to anyone Mm -hmm. and no one's been a perfect friend to us except for Jesus yeah Mm. yeah you know and that can feel so cheesy but I mean it actually is like what scripture tells us Mm -hmm. it's I mean when John talks about 
no greater love has a, a man than this, yeah. Yeah. one who lays down his life for his friends. For his, his friends. friends, yeah. Hello, that like that is Jesus. Like we're Literally. we're given we're given the image of Jesus, and yeah. we realize mm-hmm. that man, Jesus is a true friend. Yeah. Jesus is a perfect friend. Yeah. So we're not going into this without like a model, mm-hmm. or without someone who's gone before us and done mm-hmm. the hard work to say like, is it worth it? Can you do this? Mm-hmm. Is there value in it? It's like yeah. no, we've seen it, we've experienced it, we yeah. live in the fruit of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone who was a perfect friend, yeah. a yeah. true friend, and we can see that, we can learn from that, we can use that as our model and our guide, even when we feel like we don't reap all the benefits or the yeah. rewards. Mm-hmm because it's been done and because we've been given a way mm-hmm. to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're preaching, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes by Bob Goff, it says that, but the kind of love that God created and demonstrated is a costly one because it involves sacrifice mm-hmm. and presence. Yeah. It's a love that operates more like a sign language mm-hmm. than being spoken outright. Wow. Um, and so that idea that it's, it's in the little things, it's in the the way that you demonstrate your love to people. It's more like a sign language, mm-hmm. something that's subtle, something that someone that keeps showing up, someone yeah. that keeps sacrificing, yep. and someone that's present. Yeah. Um, and and what what better model than Jesus, yeah. who does that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing that Bob Goff often says is people don't need to hear um, what to do; they need to hear who they're becoming. Mm-hmm. And so if we're becoming. Yeah. that true friend, yeah. then we can call out people and encourage them in who they're also becoming. Yeah. And then it's just this beautiful family that yeah. gets created um, mm-hmm. where you're not running around telling everyone what to do, yeah. telling them who they are. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's so cool too. Like if we, if we pre-decide, if, if we resolve to be a true friend to other people, what we're going to do is we're going to cultivate a community of people around us right. hmm. that are held to that same standard. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It is how I think we're called as believers to be leaders mm-hmm. is to say, we're going to live like this, even if no one else around me is because it's how we were made, yeah. you know? And so if I think we have the opportunity to build up relationships around us of mm-hmm. people who are resolved to be true friends to one mm-hmm. another. And when people see that, when people see that we can be truthful, but restorative, mm-hmm understanding and enduring Mm -hmm. people are going to see that something's different about us and people are going to see Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just so powerful. So not only is resolving to be a true friend going to be so helpful and impactful for you, Mm -hmm. it's going to impact the community around you. It's going to impact the world around Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. 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 I just hope that those of you listening, you saw this, this framework of a true friend Mm -hmm. But I th- hope that you heard in this conversation just like this vision, what yeah. that looks like. Mm-hmm. And I think where you guys just brought us really paints this beautiful picture of not just me becoming, but you and you and us becoming true friends for mm-hmm. each other. And in that, the world seeing the truest friend, seeing Jesus. And so I think that's a vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a vision worth pursuing, worth going after, mm-hmm. worth actually seeing made real in our lives. Yeah. Um, and we don't, none of us know how to perfectly execute on this, mm-hmm. but it is a direction. It is a, it is a true north for us to pursue in community with each other. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you're listening, I invite you to, to join us yeah. wherever you are. If you're in Wilmington in this community, come on, let's go. Yeah. If you're in a different state or country, you've got friends mm-hmm. um, and you have people that you can be a true friend with. 
And let's see what God would do through us, not just as a community, but friends with each other who love each other and call each other up. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Clay, would you just pray for us? (laughs) Pray for us to, to learn to be a true friend. Yeah. And to practice that and to, to ask God to help us to figure mm-hmm. that out, like what that yeah. means, like help us to see, like you said, like we don't know necessarily what our next step mm-hmm. looks like, but it helps once we, once we resolve on our direction. Yeah. You yeah, know? for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. This this conversation. God, we thank you for this vision. Like you've given the vision for friendship. You yeah. care about friendship and thank you for helping us to um, articulate it and kind of put it out in, the w- in a way that is helpful. And God, I just pray that it is helpful. I pray this vision of true friends is helpful. And um, God, I just sense in this moment, this reality I've been learning about recently, just this, this holy inadequacy um, that, God, I want true friends. I want to become a true friend, but I actually can't do that on my, on my own. I can't do that in my own strength. And so that's why we pray right now, yeah. Father, and we ask you to empower us and enable us to grow us to become true friends. God, I just pray that we could see the true friendship of Jesus more clearly yeah. as we begin and continue to, to know him and learn about him, to understand Jesus and what he's done for us and what he does for us. And God, that from that place of friendship with Jesus, that would just be a source from which we get to love our friends from. Mm-hmm. And as I become a true friend and my friends become truer friends, God, that this world would see you and would see Jesus through us. And so God, we just ask that you would lead us and guide us. I know that we're going to have some even more difficult conversations along the way in this. And so God, um, yeah, we, we are, we are seeking after you to lead us, to give us wisdom, to give us a skill in living with our friends. And we trust God that what you do in this might be the thing that changes the world around us. And so God, that's what we ask. That's what we pray in Jesus name. We pray it. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us in our conversation today. If you want to go back and listen to our first message from the True Friends series, you can check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com pc3overflow. We hope you join us next week as we dive into a conversation about challenging friendships. If Overflow Unplugged has benefited you, we would love for you to subscribe and rate the podcast. You can also tell your friends personally about Overflow Unplugged by sharing a screenshot of today's episode on social media. Well, that's all we have for you today. We hope that today's podcast will help you to take another step in your walk with God.